Here we go. The three amiibos are here, recording for you. If you play the games, you can join in too. Put your hands together. Give them a rub as we take you to Donkey Kong Games Club. Huh, DK. Donkey Kong. The crew is back. You know them well. Connor, July, and Jeremy will kick some tail. We'll cover eight games every other week. Otacon will piss himself like a freak. From arcades to tropical freeze, this games club will meet all of your needs. Huh, DK, Donkey Kong, PA. Patreon.com Be sure to go to Patreon.com slash SuperNPCRadio and subscribe at the $10 DJ Toad tier to hear each episode of the Donkey Kong Games Club. Patreon.com slash SuperNPCRadio at the $10 DJ Toad tier. What's that? It's gonna be bananas. Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game. This is the podcast that I, your host, Connor McCabe, bring on a guest to talk to them about a meaningful video game from their past. And if you listen to the show, you might know that we talk as much about what made playing that game special, fun, and interesting for our guest as we will uh, get into the context of when they got into it for this meaningful time and any fun details they want to share little bit of housekeeping up top is that uh, if you want to support us, there's a few different ways you can do that. And I know you're just itching to support us. You can do that a few different ways. The first of which is uh, checking us out, following us and liking our stuff on social media. We're on Instagram at call me by your game pod. We're on Twitter at call me by your game, but there's just one Y on the Twitter address. That's B Y O U R. You can also uh, support the show by giving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, that's the place that I see the rating and reviews. So if you leave us a uh, give us the rating you think we deserve, but if it's five stars and it's nice, I'll uh, read it on the show. I like to do that, and I've been hope I'm hoping for a new review. So someone uh, surprise me. Uh, you can also share the show with a friend. Uh, whether they like video games in general or the specific game that we are talking about today, uh, and uh, yo, I'll share that. I'll share that after this. I had something I want to share that I didn't share last week uh, on the podcast that I know that today's guest is going to be like, hey, why didn't you share about this? But so I'll get there. Um, and then lastly, is that you can support us by checking us out and subscribing to our Patreon. We're over at patreon.com slash super NPC radio. And there you can see all of the uh, bonus content that we do every month, not just from Call Me By Your Game and yours truly, but from Video Games A Comedy Show, The Bonk Boys, Inside Video Games and Gaming, The Reactivators. Uh, if you like what you hear on this show, uh, I can guarantee you're going to like uh, a lot of the bonus stuff there. Um, 
For example, one of the things you get every month is a roundtable version of this podcast, the Call Me By Your Game co-op series, where I sit down with a group of people to talk about a meaningful game. The most recent one we did was uh, Neon White, uh, which I've talked about a little bit on the show. And the one coming up, I I know I'm going to do it, but I also just know I need to finish it. So I'm scared to like say it out loud. But again, if you want some fun uh, book club deep dives from, uh, you know, from the spirit of this show, that's one of many things you can find. And I'll have a link in the show notes if you want to support us. Again, that's patreon.com slash super NPC radio. That'll do it for the housekeeping. And I'll finally introduce our guest. Please welcome to the microphone, Amanda Tarver. Wow. Do you have a clap track or no? Yeah, uh, we normally we don't need to include it, but if you'd like, we can definitely include like a, a, a clapping. Do you want do you want it to get like more raucous as it goes and maybe turn into like a cheer or just like a normal yes. like and clap then I instruction? Want, I want tiny people screaming like she's so hot. And, okay, yeah. Wow, so cool. Go, man. Oh yeah, just a few like distinct voices in there. Okay, distinct cool. but. Yeah. So Jeremy, I know you listen to every second of the podcast. If you can go ahead and insert that right after I introduced Amanda, uh, that would be much appreciated. I love that you have that power to tell. Oh yeah. He just, he just, he can see the waveform because all he does is really just like, he knows the waveform of how I introduce and end the show and get into break and out of break. And then he sees like a really high, what do you call those? We're getting Uh, in the I think it's a waveform. Waveform. You just said it. I wasn't listening. (laughs) This is exactly okay. what you said. You said just be present. We're gonna be fine. And hey, you're anyway. you know you're not you're not you're you're doing it now. You're crushing he sees it. He's a highway form, and he's like, uh oh, there Uh-oh. she is. He's in trouble. Um, <laughs> so thank you, Jeremy. Again, uh, producer and editor of the show, Mr. Jeremy Schmidt. Thank you so much, uh, Amanda. So glad you're here. I always like to talk a little bit about how I know my guests on the show. It's a fun way to get into it. And I'd love to hear you explain. Yeah, so let's go all the way back to when we first met. Um, we're not gonna, we don't need to get into the entire history, but I'll just rip the bandaid and say that you're my girlfriend, and yeah. here you are just sitting with me on this podcast voluntarily. Disgusting, it's nasty. Absolutely gross. Honestly, anyone that has everyone like, just like, turned it off, they're like, Oh, God. yeah. No, actually, it's weird. I can see the future and I'm actually seeing we're getting more listeners as specifically <laughs> at this moment. They're like, wait, he, he's not a, a single loser. Um, so and we've we've known each other for we we don't have to go into the full story like we talked about. But <clears throat> I don't know. We've maybe been familiar for three years or so, just sort sure. of like circling each other in the like, like improv- sharks in the water. Like shark, well, you're the shark and I'm a little guppy, uh, for <laughs> sure. Uh, that much we know is true. Um, but yeah, we sort of knew each other. I mean, like I know most of my guests uh, on the show, the listeners are probably tired of hearing about it, the Los Angeles improv community. Yes, um, but because- I'm a bit different because I'm more of a, which is maybe sadder, a, a groupie to the Los Angeles improv community. You know what? Uh, it just depends Listen, on the- gavel every now and then. Yes. But I'm not one of them. You know, you know it depends. It I'm depends. Not that funny. I really think it. First of all, you are very funny, and you should give yourself credit. Uh, Thank you, but, Jeremy. Keep that in. Yeah, Jeremy, don't edit that part out, um, <laughs> please. Uh, I feel like we're on a three-way call now. Yeah. Well, the, it's so strange because uh, the first, I want to say, eighteen episodes or so before the twenty twenty pandemic hit. Um, ever heard of COVID? We no. used to record the. Well, Amanda, I got some news for you. <laughs> Um, we used to record 
uh, this show at Jeremy's apartment. He had a, a little tiny closet that he basically it was more. It was a glor- it was a bigger closet. I say yeah. tiny, but he made it into his own podcast recording studio. And so I and whatever guest we have would meet at Jeremy's house, uh, his old house in Eagle Rock, and we would record and you would hear him reacting to different things, uh, <laughs> whether it be a guest like giving me shit, like probably Edgar Montplacier or someone uh-huh. and I sharing a fun bit, he might laugh. So um, wow. I'm sorry that you're missing out on that, but he is here in spirit. That's true. He's the you're- NPC of- yes this uh, podcast you know oh my gosh, wow wow nice going no game stuff now you do no game stuff um and you and jeremy are of course best friends at this point uh <laughs> but yeah so we had circled each other for uh for years a lot of mutual friends but strangely like I don't think ever hung out. We talked about maybe we had like a conversation at our dear friend little Robbie Skirbo's uh no that was Jeremy's birthday back in we think or was oh, it Rob's? I think it was Rob's. Yeah. Rob's in 2020. I would never ce- celebrate Jeremy Colhane's birthday. You know, well, that's that, that's where we're different. I, it's, I'm still <laughs> celebrating his birthday, even I'm though it's in kidding. February. Uh, don't worry, he won't be listening to this. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we we must have had a conversation there that you, you remembered that. Um, and we were people who would just see. I describe it as we would see each other at the bar, at, like we'd both be at the physical bar at a birthday. And turn and be like, wait, don't we know each other? And then we would finally. Yeah, I think we've met before and realize we're. I could at... never ask your name again because I yes. was too. I was like, I've already met him. I've already met him. I can't and ask that's his t- name. And that is totally fine. Um, and then we would always put the pieces together and be like, oh, we're at the same exact birthday. We've done this a few times, <laughs> yeah. and you know, don't need to get into the the weeds, the details. But uh, had an encounter this year. The stars aligned, and you know, here we are, just being a couple of disgusting idiots. Yeah. Is that how you would describe it? A couple of disgusting idiots? Word for word. Wow. We're just, we're in sync. Look at this. This is why, this is why, why we're doing this. This is um, why we work guys. Okay. Like, yeah, we uh, disparage our relationship and that's how we uh, get through it all. It's the only way if we I can stomach water. It. Can you hear me? Like, well, let's, let's hear. No. Oh, I just heard the, like the last part. God, I hate that. Okay. No, it's okay. I'll, I'll be. As you, you you don't know this, but I've got two drinks in front of me at all times, uh, a water and a LaCroix, just because I... No, I know. Okay, cool. You're aware. <laughs> I've probably shared that detail. Um, <laughs> so that's how we know each other. Um, but you uh, you live in Los Angeles. You're an actor. You're a very I funny am. person, even though you might not even call yourself a comedian. Is there anything else you want to share about yourself uh, to for the listener before we get into some other stuff? Honestly, no. <laughs> Wow. Dream come true. Um, There's nothing else you need to know about me except for I am from Georgia. So there will be an accent coming out of me at some point. Both. uh, I can only hide it for like 30 (laughs) minutes at a time. And this podcast is long. Let me tell you. Yeah. It's It's also love it. It's also, oh, thank you. Uh, and I, I do need you to say that more, more times on the show. Uh, please just subscribe and review and like. Oh, wow. You're already doing the Lord's work. Uh, yeah, your your accent both comes out involuntarily and then voluntarily, and then it's infectious. So then I start to have. Uh, yeah, suddenly a you've accent. become Southern and you're it happened not with you anywhere helping, from the South. It's happened two distinctive times. I remember 
you helping me with that uh, terrible audition the other day. Um, and then uh, when I came back from the wedding in Florida, do you remember yeah, that? that was, oh, I remember when that. we were in the car. I was, and also yeah. I had like no voice too. So I think that added to it. It was a weird time for me. I was like, oh my gosh, am I dating someone from my hometown suddenly? Yeah. And uh, that and was snapped scary. out of it pretty quick. Yeah. Scary moment. You just said, shut up. And I did. Um, Shut up. Well, uh, and thank you for doing that. So shared enough about you. um, And, you know, according to you, it's not me making that judgment. (laughs) Before we get into your general history with video games, uh, would you mind telling the listener what game we're going to talk about for the main event that you've chosen? Oh, baby. We are going to talk about Super Monkey Ball. Is it Super Monkey Ball? You nailed it. Because I just call it Monkey Ball. Oh, I that's know, right. Like, a close personal friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, monkey ball, you know, if you, it's like Usted, you call yes. it. Yes. You know oh, I mean? yeah. It's it's not only like a close personal friend, but you're showing a lot of respect. Like if you say super monkey ball, that's, that's Usted. If yes. You say ball, oh, I you're see. like, you're one of my bros. Anyway. Okay. You know what? What you said detail. made sense. I misinterpreted it. Um, that's okay. I'm going uh, to talk about it off. The recording oh i'm already in trouble uh, <laughs> okay I'm, i hate this um okay you're the one yeah, you're the one getting into no, all of it stop um i'm <laughs> so excited super monkey ball that's yes. it end of story uh i'm really thrilled to hear about it because this is a game i like a lot too it should be a lot of fun um but before we get into any of that let's dive into your general history with games amanda do you remember either first taking an interest in a video game as a kid or like the first time you like re like i guess observed one Mm. First, I mean, I probably observed a video game watching my brother Drew play something on the N64. Um, oh, I think I forget that you all had. We could, trust me, a listener. I've uh, poked and prodded about the video game history. Listen, we're going to pretend like we have not talked about any of this, and it is fresh, fresh, fresh for both of us. But I do so, love anytime I hear the N64 too. It does make me a little happier. So thank yeah, you. Yeah. So N64 was my like my first intro console so good but it was um my brothers so once i probably got i mean the first game i remember taking an interest in there's two actually and one of them i guess is not on n64 which i just found out recently (laughs) oh yes 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 uh the first one though is diddy kong racing oh yeah i think is our whole family's first video game that really like shook us yes even my dad would there's some dinosaur that you have to race and my dad would lose his mind and we would hear him <laughs> screaming downstairs in the living room at like 4am. Cause he could not beat this dinosaur. <laughs> and it was like once a year, he would be like, all right, let me play. And then we, none of us would get to play for hours and he would just be racing this dinosaur never could win. Cause it would always crunch him at the very, very end. If you've played Diddy Kong racing, you understand that pain. Um, or he would like miss the shortcut through the mountain. Yes. So that's probably the first one that like, we've had a lot of fights over that. We've had like, that one really shook our family to the to our core, but also Sonic. I don't know which one. Yeah. I've determined that I'm pretty positive. It's one of the Sega Genesis Sonics because it was left yes. to right, right? Yes, it, yeah. exactly. It was left to right. That's also the thing about us is like, we want to hold down a button and we want to either steer or we like, we want two things. We cannot do. No, the, you're now the talking about your entire the, family. <laughs> yeah, that's how I always talk. True. Um, well, there it is. 
so so sonic though was at we have like a a vacation house that i like our whole extended family shares um mm-hmm. in like the middle of nowhere georgia on a river and whatever there was a which you've corrected me now because i was like we had an n64 that we would play sonic on and he was like no you didn't sega like, yes, um did it come to nintendo till the gamecube like, okay. <laughs> yeah so it must have been a genesis and we would play that for a really long time too yes um, the, like us and my, our cousins and me and and then i'll let if you ever get caitlin on this episode i'll let her talk about her her she came around on sonic in her late 20s and it was a dark dark time oh wow well uh looks like i got a new guest lined up Um, (laughs) and she doesn't know it she has no idea next week next week oh Um, back to back i don't know if the show can handle that (laughs) (laughs) i can't people will be like are we sure this isn't the same person because they sound identical yeah (laughs) um but those are the main two and then like but it was mostly n64 like cool that uh the 007 game mostly drew would play he would put some sort of cheat code on that would have like big heads heads. and but a lot of these things were like i just like you know when you have a dream and you're like or like you have a thing that you've done early in your life and you're like was that real yes absolutely like i have movies like that i have video games like that and monkey ball which we'll get into later is like one of those games that i was like was that a real game and then i like <laughs> found it again somehow played it in like my early 20s and i was like this is awesome that's all <laughs> oh i love that um <laughs> I was glad you gave me, I was good, definitely going to prod about what games you remember Drew playing on the N64, but you gave me some good ones. Um, outside of uh, Super Monkey Ball, I know you all had a GameCube. Um, what are some yes. other games that you played on that? Mario Kart nearly threw us, uh, tore us all apart. Double Dash, baby. Um, I played, I think I played Sims on the GameCube at one point. There may have been one. There definitely was, because now I'm remembering in detail um so we're like opening up a little box into my brain oh yay this is um, what i like i was very sheltered as a young age at a young age obviously and and uh you could what do they call it on sims when they do it woohoo woohoo okay so on the gamecube version they would do woohoo and your controller would vibrate oh no way which feels horny that is that very horny um but i mostly played i you know i grew up playing computer games too like sims was where i first played okay computer was where i first played the sims and i think i had like a roller coaster tycoon era nice but i really liked the sims i liked building really big houses and then yeah. moving people into it um what else did i play on gamecube oh i i this is one of those games where i'm like was that real yeah some like madagascar the movie game yes and to this day i think it's the only game that i've ever beat oh that's right <laughs> like i don't know why that one just really enthralled me and i'm pretty sure when i beat it i was on vacation with my family in daytona beach florida oh my gosh oh yeah now that's a moment in life now that's a moment um but other than that i mean most of the games that i play are not necessarily beatable i mean i guess you can win diddy kong i guess you can win mario yeah. kart but it's like once you played through Madagascar, you're like, okay, I've played through it. I yeah, it, that was probably it was more like, of like a, you go through like this. How do, yeah. you, how do you describe this? Linear? Sure. It wasn't left to right is what I'm trying to say. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, gotcha. <laughs> um, 
I love it. Uh, you're getting, you're trying to tell me a, per, a perspective <laughs> of the game, and but you're moving your hand like a little snake, like a snake. for the listener. Well, I don't know. Hey, you're you're doing your best. Um, I do. Uh, I have a question after that. Uh, era, you know, from the game, the GameCube definitely seems like that was your prime uh, from what mm-hmm. we've talked about Absolutely. and what you've shared a little bit. You know, between then and um, maybe now, have there been any other like games that stuck out to you whether you played or like watched someone else play well i i have uh i stick to nintendo i've realized Hmm. because i went from gamecube and then somehow i weaseled my way into a a wii u yeah i don't even remember asking for this like i think i was more i think i was a little bit more of a gamer than i realized but i think i just like I just wanted the newest Mario, so you had to buy the newest system or whatever. Yes. Still blows um, my mind that you ever owned a Wii U again. Oh, like twelve I've million of these. All the niche ones. It's Game the worst Cube selling Nintendo console. Yeah, that's right. Wii U down the hatch. Um, I think I had a regular Wii too. Okay, cool. That we would put, you know, the bowling and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but on Wii U, I played. What I don't even remember, like. Nintendo time, World. Yes. So we had Nintendo World. We would play. And when I say like I'm not, I'm not a I'm not playing a video game by myself pretty much ever. Like you wouldn't that's be why I always dead say doing we. That. Well, yeah, because that's lame. <laughs> okay. Well, there goes all of our <laughs> listeners now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But no, it was like it was a it was like a family or like a group thing. A group thing. thing, yeah. Um, so the Wii U, we played, I mean, a lot of Mario Kart, obviously uh what do you call the one we party mario party <laughs> mario party there we go I, I found it um but the main one that i i'm like we shouldn't have played that one as much as we did it was luigi's mansion in nintendo land yes which i don't yes. even know i think it just came with my wii u I, I did not buy it we just discovered it one day that's how i got mine mine came with a copy yeah and it was just like in it and we would play Luigi's Mansion and the Wii U. I'm sure most of your listeners know, you know, the big controller has a screen. Yeah. So that person is the ghost. And then everyone else is trying to hunt the ghost. And, oh, it's just, our, my family doesn't do well with team building activities because <laughs> someone is just always screaming like, you did it wrong. Like, ah! like just so mad. I'm like. And when you say someone. I'm not going to say who. Okay. Let's just say it's not me. <laughs> um, and so that one, it's like, it's really fun. And it, we've had a lot of great memories because yes. of Luigi's Mansion. Uh, but also it could, I think I've like, well, in Mario, anytime like someone has to team up with a partner. Yes. There's, there's screaming involved. And I think the only time I've ever told my older brother to like, fuck off was playing Mario party one time. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was like, we lost that mini game because of you. And I was like, True, fuck off. You know, to be fair. In uh, my parents' home, which is risky. Wow. You really, man, I can only get <laughs> away with so many swears before my mom calls me Connor Savage. Like Connor I told you Savage. before. Uh, for the listener, in the case the listeners don't know, that's my middle name. I think it's probably come up on the show before, and I expect the listeners to have a, a like a catalogical, uh, uh, I guess like an index of, of facts about me. Of course, um, uh, of course. But uh, to be fair, Mario Party is designed to test uh, friendships in general. So, 
Yeah, you know, it really put us through the ringer. Yes, kind of like in the way that like overcooked does that at a certain point. Oh like, yeah, no way, absolutely yeah. not. We cannot get through Which, that one. You've played. We just scream and overcooked. We're like lettuce, lettuce. I need lettuce <laughs> on a plate. Lettuce on a plate. When you're like making a salad, and yes. that that one's torn us. It's torn us apart too. So you've obviously played that. We always you always come back together. You know what? It's true. You you always <laughs> make up. Um, you've watched. I know you've watched David play. A uh, handful mm-hmm. of games like you had you knew what inside was when I like right. couldn't even name it. Um, anything else? Yeah, I've, I mean, I've uh, watched, I've watched, I mean, I've watched people play Call of Duty. I yeah. had a boyfriend, an ex boyfriend at one time, and I'm such. Oh, a I'm so sorry. I, hear that. I would just sit there and watch him play Call of Duty with his pals. Just watch uh, just a bunch of people um, get murdered. Very cool. Very exciting. They just kind of drop in. It's like, go, 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 go. <laughs> And I'm like, not even, I don't even exist. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I've, I mean, I've heard my little brother play a lot of games up in his room. Like Fall Guys? Yeah, Fall Guys. Like, I thought for sure he was playing Call of Duty, something like that. And he's up there, like, just bobbing around like a little bloopy dude. Yes. Going through Fall Guys. And he's (laughs) the most animated I've ever seen him in his life. Just like, Pace, what are we doing? Just like screaming. Um, A lot of screaming in my game play yeah past really unpacking a lot um but yeah i I mean i've watched red dead redemption not all of it but some of it yeah big horse with a story with the horse i think it does at some point spoiler Mm -hmm. spoiler does it die Uh, it's been out for a while i feel like everyone i feel like it's one of those big video game spoilers that it's like a darth vader of video games like everybody knows exactly Um, um yeah and i do remember specifically my little brother being like he was younger, obviously, at the time when it came out. How how long ago was Red Dead Redemption? Redemption two or the first one? The, Give the, me both. Well, one the second one was twenty eighteen. The first one I actually don't know, but okay, some years twenty eighteen. It was twenty eighteen, okay. which feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah, it but, feels like it. Because in my head, Jake should have been like thirteen when he was saying this, but he probably was twenty eighteen or nineteen or twenty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but he was like. I mean, this game is so real. Even the like horses' balls you can see when you're riding around. I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh no! Weird I'm suddenly you're like excited about. <laughs> oh, I'm suddenly way more interested in this game. You can you didn't tell me you could see the horses' nuts. Um, but yeah, most of my gaming, like the last time I had a gaming system, it was the Wii U. Mm. I brought it with me to Los Angeles when That's I right. moved sat in my closet for a long time we've like played it we played it maybe a handful of times but it's like i lived in a studio so it wasn't like anyone was coming over to my house I had to like lug the whole thing over to someone else's yeah. and by then you're just like never mind yeah that's Let's a lot of work like code names or something so that's less when i've had but i've seen my brother-in-law play a lot of video games but mm-hmm. it's always just kind of in passing and i'm like what is, yeah what is going on here you just have like a bunch of packages on your back like <laughs> And you're just like walking Death stranding. around. There we go. Is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I'm just like, what? I'm like, why do you like this? You're just like walking around like a FedEx guy, like with stuff on your back. Uh, that and game. Because I don't see the story. Yeah. That game came out in the fall of 2019 and was like way too close to what the pandemic felt like of like, you're, we live in a world where you can't go outside and there's this like poor delivery man just like delivering yeah. people packages and is all that, that really stuff. what it is is delivering yes. packages essentially yeah devastating why would you play a game like that I don't it's get it. apparently phenomenal i've only like played a couple hours and it was so interesting uh 
We actually did an episode on it on this show, and it was our most listened to episode of the year so far. Okay, well, fuck me. So who knew? See how it is. No, I need like in my gaming experience, I need, I need to be able to like win. Like I need like a competition. I feel like a lot of games you're just like walking around and discovering things. Oh yeah, you need a goal. I need to be in a tiny ball, and I need to be a monkey, and I need to get to the finish line. Like yeah, I I'm I'm not. I get bored just like walking around and looking because I'm like I can just do that in my life. You know, someday you're going to unlock your brain. You'll see. (laughs) I Um, probably will. The longer I stay with you, I'll be like, I love that game with the FedEx packages. You know, I am trying to slowly convert you uh, to a full on gamer. Uh, Well, and, you know, recently, speaking of which, I guess I'll catch us up to the present. You and I have played some games together. Um, We we have played you brought a disc, a copy of Double Dash back from Georgia so we could play it, which, again, I got to say, thank you so much. That is one of the best Mario Karts. It's so good. I Um, couldn't believe it worked. It was loose in a drawer in my mom's uh, living room and just banging around all over the place scratched was, to bits it was meant to be but it works and great that should be an ad for gamecube because that thing works till the end of time yeah let's go ahead and <laughs> run an ad for a console that was discontinued in 2006 uh maybe they should bring it back uh i would love that more than anything uh well not anything um but uh oh um anyway uh you we've done that i mean i got you to play almost the entirety of portal recently you did um, which Which i like that's the that is the first game that i've played where i had to control both my eye line and my body yes using like a camera it is hard because i don't you're good at the puzzles and the problem solving then at one point you're like do you want to um change your eye line so you can see more and i'm like i'm trying (laughs) i was like so upset i've been trying again like even with that i do i like I like figuring out the puzzles. It feels mm-hmm. attainable to me. Cause like, if I had to like shoot someone like pew, 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 and like look yeah. around, it's too much. But even then I'm like, I guess I played it for like an hour without you sitting. Oh, me. I think I was recording a podcast and you played you it for maybe longer. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Maybe like an hour and a half. And, but I still prefer someone sitting there next to me. I like, don't totally I'm like, what's the point of beating this name if no one's seeing it. Yeah, you you, know? you do need the validation. I'm like, I'm a, I am a, uh, what do you call it when you have a group of people? Like, I just, I need people around me. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the jellyfish motion you're doing with your hands was, Listen, but I, I got the feeling. I got I'm the sense. I was hoping you could like figure it out and give me the word I was looking no, for. No, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not very smart. Um, Stop telling the listeners that I move my hands a lot. I'm going to let the listeners every th- know every visual thing you do to communicate what I'm feeling right now. Um, <laughs> Bullying my well, cover. Uh, as far as your, you know, your history with games feels like we got cut up. Is there anything you'd be remiss if you didn't bring up at this point? Um, I mean, I have one good story about playing The Sims. It was not, it was a computer version though. <laughs> please, please. That's all. I, I tell this story because I think it's the funniest thing in the world. But I used to play The Sims at my childhood best friend's house in savannah which was an hour away olivia farley yes um we did gymnastics together so but i did gymnastics so far away that like sometimes my parents would just be like just stay at olivia's house because you got to be there tomorrow at 9 a.m so we were like besties and we would play the sims and we would like i mean we would we would torture the sims a lot and just like not let them go to the bathroom just like be bad but then one time i was like i want to build a huge house 
And I love, I love the idea of like making something like realistic. Cause so I was like, oh, mm. my family into this house. So I had like my mom, dad, Drew, Caitlin, me, Jake, like all <laughs> nice. the characters. I, I built the house. I think I made the pool. Um, instead of just a big, I made it say our name, our last name, <laughs> which is not, you can't even really swim in that. You have to like swim in a straight line, but I was just like, yeah. no, that's what rich people have is pools that say their name. And <laughs> had a guest house for some reason anyways it's just this gigantic mansion that I built because it just felt like it and finally after what felt like weeks of building this house but honestly it was probably like two hours um I moved my family into this house Caitlin's character starts making food in the guest house within five minutes she has set a fire (laughs) And burned my entire thing down. Wait, it got to your regular house too? The whole house. Like, I don't know where the Sims fire department was, but it burned it to the ground. And I think that's honestly what ended my journey with playing Sims on that. that oh, after all that work? And I was just like, this is what? They're, you move them in and they just destroy your, your hard work. Did you have a lot to get over and forgive your sister in real life after this? Well, we still haven't worked through it. Oh wow! Speak. Sorry, sorry, I asked. Speak. Um, that um, is. Uh, I think I've told her that at some point, and she's just like, <laughs> "So funny!" And I'm like, "It's no. just like me." It's not okay. <laughs> well, Amanda, thank you That's so it. much for uh, for sharing your for not leaving that story out first of all, and then also just sharing your general history with video games. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break um, with an ad for our upcoming games club, uh, which oh. should be fun. So I hope it's the one I'm thinking of. It is. Enjoy this masterpiece, listener. You might uh, recognize uh, a voice on this uh, on this ad. Uh, and then once we're done with the break, we'll we'll come back and we'll talk about all things Super Monkey Ball. How about that? How about it? All right. I'll see you on the other side. My name is Jeremy Schmidt, and I'd like to tell you about my podcast, Video Games, A Comedy Show. This is, you guessed it, a comedy show about video games. Every episode, a panel of video game-liking comedians discusses a brand new topic, the games they've been playing, and best of all, the news. Are there bits? Arguably way too many. If you like to laugh and or like to play video games, check out Video Games, A Comedy Show anywhere podcasts can be found. Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game. Of course, your host here, Connor McCabe, talking with Amanda Tarver about Super Monkey Ball. Amanda, welcome back. Thank you so much. So, so gosh darn welcome. Uh, and like I told you, um, you know, earlier, now we're going to get into everything uh, Super Monkey Ball. Um, but we're going to begin with a little history and context about what this game is. I think a lot of uh, listeners, particularly those in our uh, age range, are familiar with the series and maybe even this first game. But um, just in case they're not or someone isn't, we're going to tell them a little bit about it. Oh, um, tell the people. And again, if they're like, hey, Connor, you left out this important thing or whatever, uh, interrupt me. Otherwise, Amanda, I might just monologue for a couple paragraphs. So here I go. Um, 
Super Monkey Ball is a 2001 platform party video game developed by Amusement Vision and published by Sega. The game debuted in Japan at the 2001 Amusement Operators Union trade show as, funnily enough, Amanda, just Monkey Ball. I knew it. So, you know, you're really an OG when you're just calling. I am an OG. Um, It was an arcade uh, cabinet running on Sega's Naomi hardware and controlled with a distinctive banana-shaped analog stick. Uh, Now, I would really love to play the arcade version of this truly just to hold that banana. I bet you would. You love yeah. bananas. Big banana I, head. Over I am a big banana guy. The other oh, day I man. was like, I didn't get a banana so I could have it tomorrow. Yeah, it was it, it was grounds for breakup. But honestly, I, I don't know why. You could still pull that plug anytime <laughs> you like. Um, due to the continue discontinuation of Sega's Dreamcast uh, RIP, home console and the company's subsequent restructuring, an enhanced port dubbed Super Monkey Ball was released as a launch title for the GameCube in late 2001, specifically November 18th, 2001, three days after my 11th birthday. Uh, And uh, this this was the first game uh, that Sega published for a Nintendo home console. We were talking about earlier, like you were like, oh, I thought I played Sonic on like the N64 or something. And uh, so, and I had mentioned, of course, Sega didn't start doing stuff on Nintendo consoles till the GameCube. Of course. Their console in that generation died, so here we are. Um, Conceived by Amusement Vision head Toshihiro Nagoshi, Super Monkey Ball involves guiding a transparent ball containing one of four monkeys, I.I., Mimi, Baby, and Gon Gon, across a series of maze-like platforms. Uh, I don't know about you, Amanda, but I – and this may actually be the case – I can't sometimes I go I go back and forth. I can't tell if I'm controlling the ball or if I'm like tilting the stage when you use the controller. Mm. It's it, I want to say the stage. The stage I makes feel more like sense. Monkey ball is is based off of or is like not based off of, but have you ever played one of those games where you put a marble and you go through the little maze? You have my to like grandmother guide it. used to have one. Yes. Um it's actually in my apartment now because I got some things. Ooh. But it's Maybe this is where my monkey ball obsession started. Oh my gosh, this goes but it's deeper. It's like a little, it's a little maze, and you know that you would like go through with the marble. Yeah, but you have two little twisties, and one twists the. Oh it tilts like words, the little platform like, or whatever. Yeah, it tilts the platform, yeah. so you either tilt left to right or front to back. Okay, cool. Oh, that's you so guide, cool. And there's holes. Sorry, that I forgot that. So there's holes. Oh yes. Falls into the box if you get in the hole. So you I don't think want that monkey ball that you are controlling the surface. That's that's what I think. And it also makes more sense that you'd be able to the, instead of the monkey suddenly getting a lot of power and being able to fly up stuff. Anyway, yeah. Um, I've one, I want to see this thing at some point. Uh, and two, uh, thank you for helping me figure that out. Um uh the player must reach the goal on a course, a little quick level, uh, without falling off or letting the timer reach zero to advance to the next stage. Uh, and the stages are, these maze-like platforms are generally pretty quick. Some are way longer, some are pretty short. Um, there are also several multiplayer modes, uh, independent mini games, as well as extensions of the main single-player game. Um, lastly, Super Monkey Ball uh, received highly positive reviews from critics who praised the simplicity and subtle depth of its control scheme, as well as the new multiplayer no- modes 
not present in its arcade counterpart, although some, I guess, felt its presentation was lacking. I guess I could see where that comes from, but what? who cares? Uh, the game was commercially successful and remained one of Sega's best sellers in the United States for much of 2002, so into the next year, and eventually spawned a direct sequel, Super Monkey Ball 2, and an entire Super Monkey Ball franchise. Um, I ha also have two, as you know. I got it with one. Uh, earlier this summer, for, it was a, one of my best eBay purchases, so we could play this together. But uh, we gotta check out two at some point. Um, so we've been playing one. We've been playing one, yes. What year did two come out? Um, two. Um, I'll I'll tell you right now. Let's see. Um, Sorry. I no, I bet it was like two thousand two or two thousand three. I think it was like well, pretty I'm soon curious, after. Because I was just curious, like which one I played. Yeah, I if I think I you probably played the first because it sold better. It feels just like that. Yeah. Because I've um, also seen you watching like clips of things, and there's some things the characters where I'm like, I don't, I don't know, know what that, that is. Oh, yeah, like the so clip must, you saw me watching. Yeah, the like other there's day. a monkey like flying around with a. Mustache That's from number two. Yeah, I don't think I did that. Good. I feel good about I that because I, I do like the storyline. Okay, I I'm Which happy about that because I based so a whole episode on you playing one, so that works out well. Um, <laughs> I couldn't tell you. You uh, could rewrite all of my memories right now, and I'd be like, yeah, you're probably right. Hmm, that's uh that's not a good habit for us to start. Well, I just um, don't remember anything, but it comes to me. And that's that's why we're here. Um Amanda, um any like important details about I guess the game itself that you that we need to include before we get into your personal experience? I mean, I don't think so. I think you got it. So you said that it was originally a, an arcade game and the little stick was a banana? Yeah, the joystick was okay. Yeah, we wow. can look up. Um, you can just do a quick Google. You'll see pictures. I saw this on the the video That's I watched cute. for the fun trivia that I'll be sharing later. Ooh, um, because and at first my brain went. I didn't hear you say arcade, and I heard you say banana. And in my head, it was a a controller you hold, like a like a GameCube controller. Yes. But it was a banana. Oh, that's funny. Uh, this is banana. totally different, and on this is just me going off on a tangent, but. Uh, for the N64, when they released Donkey Kong 64, um, which you can see that little yellow cartridge behind me, I've started setting up all my can. Donkey Kong they stuff. They cannot. They cannot. Uh, they released an N64 controller that was not only the color of a banana, but they had like, you know how the bananas at the, at the end of it, they've got like the black part where it like closes yes. um, at the bottom of the banana. Each of the prongs on the N64 controller has a little thing like that. So it's. Wow. Neat. Yeah. You should get one. I did see a video of it last night and think that's one I need. Um, yeah. <laughs> they're right. probably expensive just, though. Just clocking that for later. Yeah. Wow, I can't wait till my birthday. Um, <laughs> oh no. Oh, no. Uh, well, then let's go ahead and yeah, let's transition into uh, you know your experience with the game. Was this a game, Amanda, that you remember like getting on a specific day, or was it suddenly just around with the GameCube that you all had? No, I don't remember. I really like again. I feel like all of my video game consoles just kind of showed up. Like yes. I don't remember asking for them, but I'm sure it was like someone in my class had it. And I was like, mom, I want a GameCube or I want a this. And, um, but yeah, no, I don't remember getting monkey ball like at all. It just yeah. was definitely there. And a thing that we we're playing, I feel like maybe I played it. I like, wh while I'm talking about it, I'm remembering playing it maybe at my, one of my, classmates uh what how old would i be in 2001 you Young. are two years younger than me so you would have been nine that eight, eight right. turning nine so i feel like 
I would play at my friend Kristen Lott's house in like the town over from me. Mm. And I'm sure I was like, Kristen has it. I need it too. <laughs> Thank um, you, Kristen. <laughs> so I was just like a little brat, but uh, I really wasn't. I was sweet. Um, but yeah, I just like, again, I've said before, it's, it's simple. You just get to the end, but it's still very fun. I mean, you and I have played it and like, we get into it. Um, but yeah, no, I don't remember it showing up. I don't even remember my GameCube showing up. Yeah. It's just, you know, like, uh, it's just there suddenly, um, as if it had always been there. Uh, can you, do you, you had a, you told me you had the, the purple GameCube, like the one I have, right? I think so. Okay. Might've been silver. There was a silver one. We'll have to fact check this with, um, my little brother. Cause I think he has okay. it now in his, his possession. I hope he's listening and acting. I honestly want to say, I think I had silver and I think Kristen Lott had purple. Oh, okay, cool. It's another fact that. check. You should do like deep dives where you should like verify these things in people's pasts. Yeah. I, for that, that'll be the, like, uh, behind the scene or like the special features on the call me by your game series. Once yeah. it wraps, I'll go each episode and, and the fact Patreon. check everything and yeah. we'll find out everyone lied. Um, <laughs> Well, I, here's one, something I want to to hear before we get into too much is, do you remember the room or was the GameCube always set up in a specific place? And if it was, I'd love to hear about this room. For the most part, I think the GameCube era, I mean, I'm sure I played it in my room Yeah, a lot, but uh, it was mostly in our, we called it, so we had like two living room areas yeah. and one was kind of like the dining room, living room, a little more formal and then mm. one was the den the den if you're southern the den, the den. um but we mostly played in the living room because at some point my mom like rearranged redecorated to where it was like oh. a little more cash okay but there was definitely like two couches like facing each other and then this mm. big red ot- no it wasn't no 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 it was one couch red ottoman and then facing the couch were like two chairs that were like <laughs> like safari print or something like oh, my yeah, mom would really fall talking. into like the trends of like I feel like there was an era where like every person's kitchen had like chickens in it Eddie's mom who you okay. met Eddie Martin it, and you met his mom his mom had like a bunch of roosters around yes, for a big my period. mom had roosters all in the kitchen and in this living room <laughs> situation it was like monkeys everywhere like which is very this is so appropriate talking about monkey ball but like she had these little like i think she had lamps that like had monkeys on them kind of like seeming like they were holding up the lamp but these chairs had like elephants and giraffes and it like it's the craziest thing i could like (laughs) she she really loved the movie tarzan yeah like (laughs) it's just so funny how someone's like yeah this is really in right now and you're just like okay and that's just like how you decorate your house i don't know how this is this is a detail i feel like because i've gotten so many good details from you uh i feel like i would have heard this at some point but i'm so glad it's coming out now <laughs> yeah i mean i had to say some things because you know I had for to sure this episode interesting yeah but yeah I, that's mostly i think where we played the gamecube okay cool I, I remember like my little brother because this ottoman was like probably like two or three by four like it was mm. pretty sizable so jake was small enough that he could like lay on it on his stomach and like play the <laughs> video game so i remember like i remember that and but yeah monkey ball caitlin was saying that she remembers playing monkey ball in um or just the gamecube in general in my 
my room because I had one of these probably from limited to like a big like circle chair oh it yeah. was like purple fuzzy situation and yeah just playing in that was it one of those that feels like you're sitting in a like a shell yes like it's that? almost like half a monkey ball yes 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 <laughs> that's so funny and a little little tv in your room did you have like yeah. was like a, was it like a colorful tv was it like a like a no, old, just like I'm a tiny sure it was shitty and tiny and like yeah. an old one that my parents want you can have it um but yeah i feel like but i'm sure it was not a nice tv so we probably yeah. played in the living room mostly we had like just just everything's just so big and bulky in yep. the early 2000s of like this like arm like a tv cabinet that had like the biggest doors that you've ever seen like game of thrones style and like so like <laughs> intricate and i'm just like thinking back on it, i'm like wow i remember have changed truly we had this big old cabinet in my living room that like it would be like three feet deep because yeah. like these TVs, the tvs would go so far back those old tube tvs and then it has like, the doors that like open and then it slides into itself yes oh man that's yeah. really taking me back uh <laughs> okay i love this thank you for painting this scene for me a little bit that is those details are, are really fun um and same house that your parents uh still live in right mm-hmm Wow. Now, wow. We are really going back. Um, so about the game itself, like I know we've gotten to play it a little bit together, but what sticks out to you about it? Like, what do you, when you think about it first, is there any detail that comes to mind? I mean, just like, I, I, here's the thing that I love about it that makes me giggle is it seems so easy mm -hmm. <laughs> and then you're getting on one of these things and if you ever get quivery on one of like the little <laughs> skinny straights i get the giggles because i'm like you know i'm trying to like not fall off but then the more you try not to fall off the more he's the like balls going back and forth yeah and it's like whoa, 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 and then you fall off but i mean was your question what sticks out to me yeah like a detail about it it's just like, it's just, it's just easy. It feels like the easiest, dumbest game in the world. But, but, you, and you, but you were saying like, it seems easy and then it's it seems not easy, always. But like, it's not. And I would challenge any of you. I mean, we even, you know, when we've been playing it, I think the first time we, we booted it up, neither of us made it. We maybe Very did the far. easy course, but like, we didn't make it that far. And we were like, okay, let's try it again. And we kept getting better and playing yeah. it and got Which that more. is that is what i like about it too because like you know you can beat it yes like i know eventually i'm gonna get this thing right and i'm gonna yeah. go and i'm gonna or it's like oh i gotta do it just a little bit faster i think it feels attainable which is what i like and i know really? what to do yeah like it's almost like meditation instead more than a video game sometimes because you're just like all I got to do is just get to the end. I don't mm -hmm. have to think about, oh, is there a person over there that's going to shoot me or like, yeah. is this thing going to happen? You're just like, there's the end. Here I am. I just have to get there. Truly. And I don't, I think we, did we discover what bananas do? They Do they give you like an extra continue or just up your yeah, score? Because you, you can collect them if you want to. Yes. On which your courses. strategy is, is banana collection. I just got to get the nanners. You love a nanner. I do. Um, I just want to get to the end because <laughs> I'm like, if I get too fancy, I'm going to fall off. Yeah. But I think if you get a hundred, you get an, a life or something. It's probably okay. like coins in Mario. Yeah. Um, we, uh, 
I I do. It was funny hearing just hearing you talk about, um, you know, pl- replaying the courses because it's. I don't know how you feel about it, but for me, it is kind of fun to have that sort of instant, um, maybe not gratification if you can't like complete a course, but that immediate uh, feedback of like of you improving and getting familiar right. with a course and getting to try it over and over because not only. Do, are you gonna probably die a lot but you get a lot of generous continues and not it continues and then i'm even watching you like there were some courses you struggled with earlier like on the medium the intermediate difficulty that after you had done it a few times you were blowing through those right. so that you could actually get to the harder ones later oh yeah yeah it is a, it's like it's just it's it's a it's a game that is what what oh my gosh sometimes I cannot talk it proves practice is perfect practice makes perfect practice makes like, perfect I, I was gonna say I lost my practice train. is perfect uh, listen I'm stupid you know what you're trying your best and I'm the dummy here hopefully uh, no one's made it this far like everyone's dropped off by now oh no like, were, oh, again geez, once again I mean dumb I, I can't tell you how I know this, but we're those listeners who left when you insulted the gamers. They're back now. They're all back. So more are actually listening to that point. Oh, no. um, um, anyway, I do like, cause like you said, you can get better. Like, yeah, I guess it's true with all video games, but this one specifically, like all of a sudden you're just like, oh yeah, that one's not hard anymore. Which yeah. is fun. It, yeah. It feels, it feels, it feels nice like to there's like, a lot of payoff. Yeah. What, like sometimes I think it just takes getting familiar with a course other times it's like, oh, well, clearly the strategy that I'm employing isn't working. Like right. there's a few courses we got to do a bunch of times where if you don't go fast early on, on the easy part, like the, not the easy parts, but like the long straights, like you were talking right. about, the long straights, you're not going to have enough time when you have to like go around like a slow windy part. So you sort of just, yes. it's level almost, 10. Is that level 10? I think it's level 10. <laughs> yeah. And it's a toughie. Cause you're like, and then you get in your head. It's it's so funny because we were playing it one night. Yes. Now I feel like we're talking about my current uh, monkey ball. Obsession. Well, hey, it's an experience with the game. So I, but I do feel it. like it's the only game besides like Mario Kart, which like, of course, everyone's always mm-hmm. Mario Kart's whatever. But it feels like it's a game where I leave it for five to 10 years. And then it just like pops up randomly. I'm like, oh, yeah, I love that game. Yeah. Um, And this one has done that because. I think when I first moved to LA, I think I was at a, a person's house that I'd gone on a date with and like nice just saw his GameCube. And I was like, oh my God, I used to have a GameCube. And oh. I hadn't thought about a GameCube in 100 years. And he was like, oh yeah. And I saw his game and I was like, monkey ball. And that's when my brain was like, it's real. Yeah. <laughs> that was, was It was real. <laughs> like it's a real thing. So I think I, I played it with him a little bit and he didn't last very long, but um. <laughs> and and now with you we're playing it again i'm like oh yeah i remember why i love this but we played this before we like went out one night yes we've had like a drink maybe two and it is crazy how different it is playing monkey ball on two drinks because well i get the giggles more easily and then i feel like there's like pressure there's so much pressure everyone's watching you and then people are like you got it you got it you got it and i'm like stop talking to me stop talking to me specifically and talking like, about i'm like teetering on the edge and it's like eater, 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 eater. And yeah it's like oh. and it's We're... so fun and funny and a group can really like band behind someone playing it which i think is why i love it too 
because you are on the spot as much as it's a multiplayer game one person goes at a time so like when you're going you are the only one going yeah and it's fun because you feel like it feels less competitive than like a mario kart like Mm -hmm. yeah you are trying to win but really it feels like you're trying to beat the game together like yeah i got this one all right i'm gonna get this level and then you learn from that person and then you move on it's like all right so remember how to do it this and then everyone's like cheering you on yeah it's just sweet it is sweet i think that's what i've like at least recently when we've been able to play liked the best is that yeah we are both wanting to finish it and like get good scores or whatever but i really just want both of us to keep being able to play like and move past and we share you know you can share like strategies with with uh with each other which is great um that night was so much fun i remember i don't know if you remember this but uh you guys were having trouble with level and i confidently walked over like three drinks and was like i'll do it and then i was like oh i'm actually a little too tipsy to be you able to fell do this immediately <laughs> i think and i, just I had been doing this back. level pro- i probably did it six times in a row and like if it was you have to beat the time too like yes you only have 60 seconds 30 seconds on some episode, episodes what <gasps> no. levels this one you have 60 and like it feels like all the time in the world but then you're on that little s curve and you're like so close and then the time's clicking down like ticking down and you're like okay breathe 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 yes. and everyone's coaching you and you're like stop shut up and then like i think i got to the end where i think my my monkey ball was like touching the ribbon and i yes. ran out of time but i think when i beat it and like have like what like 0.4 seconds left and that like, one time that you did that crowd and just erupted truly the room did go crazy for you and <laughs> we should have lifted you up on our shoulders but i know I would have that was really that, exciting yeah. and that was what that was really fun because i've never played that in a group that big but it was fun just to like have everyone sort of get excited together and even right. our friend molly who wasn't even it was referenced on the first episode of the show good friend molly kiernan um wow, molly cute. Uh, was even like into it too yeah it yeah. was a blast and Matt and, and Steven um, but what the funny thing about Monkey Ball 2 is is what you did is someone be like okay pff, I got this yeah <laughs> and then it's so fucking it humbled me yeah. yeah um yeah there's a there's there's a lot that's fun do you have a, a favorite character to play as I mean I typically do I I yeah the main the main monkey the main monkey um but i i like baby is it baby yes baby yeah baby every now and then just because i'm like how funny that it's crawling in the ball. yeah and they make their and little it cries gets like too. really like if it gets start going too fast it's just like <laughs> teetering <laughs> around in the ball yes it's like because they try to like run with the ball as it moves but yeah <laughs> i love that that is really there's a lot of like this game doesn't i don't think tries to be funny but there are funny moments like that that right. just sort of happen where it's You're like, like oh that that monkey is like getting tossed around in that ball. Um, yes. The one note I have, which I've discovered. I know, I know what it is. <laughs> for whatever reason, when you beat the game or beat the levels you're on, you have to go through this credit scene and connect bananas, collect bananas. And the letters of the developers, their names are falling in front of you. And anytime you hit a letter, you lose your bananas and you have to play through the whole entire thing. They do not let you cut it. Oh, we it figured is... it out though. No, but someone has to go through it first. Oh, that's Remember? right. Because we're like, oh, we got this. Someone has to go through 
all of the credits once. That, that is such a weird forever. And it's so frustrating. I finally learned to hug the side because then most of the letters don't fall in front of you. Yeah. This makes no sense to anyone who's not had this experience. Like, yes. I'm not explaining it well, but that was one of the most frustrating things that's ever happened to me. And I think you were like not really paying attention. I was like was here happening. on the computer. Yes. Oh my God. It was infuriating. Yeah. It's a really great, great way to like get everybody their credit though. Like, I had yeah, to watch like, every you're gonna last watch. person's name all <laughs> in front of me while I'm clicking. There's like there's a middle ground they could have found there. Um, yeah, like yeah. Um, we've gotten to talk a lot about um some like present day experiences. Uh, do you remember like any small details or like broad like feelings or memories of when you were younger playing this game with your siblings or by yourself or or any like details from that time in your life that you want to share? I don't like. It, it, I truly just, it felt, it felt like a fever dream playing yeah. this game growing up. Like I did not, I remembered, I thought I remembered it existed. Mm-hmm. Don't know why I didn't just Google it one day, but like, it was really when I saw it that day in that guy's house where I was like, <gasps> what? <laughs> and like bits and pieces flashed back to me, but it was like mostly just playing it at Kristen Lott's house or in my house. But like, it felt like I, in my family, played it the most. I think yeah. everyone else, and, it, and the reason I'm like, oh, I must have played it at Kristen's house is because I'm like, if I played it at my house, everyone would have been on it too. Yeah. You know I mean? um, but yeah, it's like, it's all very fuzzy. I just sure. remember, like, I remembered the guitar level where it's like, oh, the gosh, level shaped like a guitar and like each string is a different width. But like, anyway, I remembered that. I remembered the like foldy one that does like this and you have to kind of like well, oh yeah for my listeners i am folding my hand in half <laughs> thank you now you're getting in on the, the drawbridge um but yeah it's like it's all fuzzy so i'm glad it's like uh re-entered my life yeah in the last five five to six years i'm and glad especially too. in the last year yeah not even year three months two months yeah <laughs> um I guess um, the the last little detail I'm just going to try to just poke and prod a little more is when you were that age, you know, like eight, nine years old, um, are there like, w- was there anything, any details about your life that you remember? Like, obviously you would have been in elementary school at the time, but what were you, were there any things you liked at that age? Like any details you remember about Amanda at that time? I mean, I was just, I was doing I was probably on the tail end of like doing gymnastics because mm-hmm. I think I quit when I was 10. So, and then I transitioned into like, truly, I was like playing sports and hanging out. And I was mostly just like going to school and playing sports. Like I didn't yeah. do a lot outside of that. Um, a lot of driving back and forth to Savannah and just like living man like a little kid in dude you South were so Georgia. present at such a young age no i remember nothing i'm like <laughs> i'm my brain is mush i i have said like i truly don't remember hardly anything from like elementary middle like my formative years and i have one friend from high school that i think she is inserting fake memories into my brain <laughs> 
and like rewriting history because I'm like, well, I don't know, but she must know. Mm -hmm. And she'll like say details about things. And I'm like, I just don't think I did that. Or like, I don't think that happened. She's like, nope. Yep. You did. So all of the memories I have are blurry because I'm like, I don't know what's real anymore. And that's, so it was a, uh, a lot of those years were spent at Kristen Lott's house with Kristen, Kristen Lott, Taylor Waters, and me. We were like the three. It was like every Friday night we were getting a movie from not Blockbuster. We didn't have Blockbuster. Hollywood we video. had movie gallery. <laughs> <laughs> that Everything from southern. my town is like an off offshoot of something yeah. real. Like it feels like a fake film it's like the set. knockoff version. Yeah. It's like, well, we couldn't get the rights to the real thing. So we had to get a movie gallery. But yeah, That's we would good. get we'd buy movies or rent movies, get popcorn, the worst popcorn in the world from movie gallery, probably probably. <laughs> like the stalest candy. Um, yeah, we would just like hang like kids on the weekend and play That's monkey great. ball and Sims with the vi- vibrating controller. Um, and never forget that vibrating controller during the oh, I'll never forget it. Um, well, okay, there's more detail I want to go ahead and just uh, stay away from. Uh, <laughs> Amanda, um, uh, as we, you know, before we get into the fun post-show segments that I have prepared for you for this game, can you just uh, put a bow on whatever place Monkey Ball held for you? Whatever place? Yeah, like, what did this game mean to you? Like, I think you've kind of given this to us already, but, like, just as we head out, just put a stamp on what ever play super monkey ball man listen monkey ball is a game for every man woman child or person you can if you can hold a controller you can play monkey ball and i think that's the beauty of it and you should all play it right now wow you know how you do yeah uh hit her up at uh i'll give you her email address uh, in the show notes Uh, i joke um no well, uh, Amanda, thank you so much uh, for sharing about, you know, your experience with this game. And a lot of it I've, I've already gotten to hear before, but there were more fun details that, that came I out. I saved you a few. Did I give you enough? Are, are the people amused? Drop a the, comment below. Yeah, drop a comment below. Uh, <laughs> seek me out uh, and tell me. Uh, of course they are. This is great. Um, and so now I'll lead you into the uh, post-show segments, uh, the first of which is the fact me by your game segment and this is just okay. where i share fun facts with my guest about the video game they've brought on today so oh, i can't wait for this this is exciting it's gonna be fun i was doing this next to you the other day and that's why i put my headphones in um and I was but uh, to peak felt like christmas yeah and then you oh, did look at your presents. that weird monkey uh <laughs> So uh, these can be anything on this on the on this show. I will share anything from trivia to cheat codes to development history, all sorts of stuff. So I've got a couple of them. Uh, the first of which uh, I have titled "Banana Loyalty." Um, Ooh, now, if you that's play, you, uh, that's I am banana loyal just to the fruit <laughs> itself. Um, in the game, uh, and especially the early ones, you'll notice that the bananas aren't just generic bananas floating around. They are actually. Uh, they actually have uh they're branded they have stickers oh, on yeah. them formerly of of dole they're you know, dole bananas this is the big name ones. brands up did you find out how they got the rights to that did dole have a stake in this i don't know if dole had a stake in this um but there was some sort of partnership that they did um come to come to with each other and um i'll get into it a little more because they are no longer 
they don't have branding with Dole. They have branding, and they were replaced by Chiquita, the other super famous banana. Chiquita banana. Chiquita banana. I'm familiar. You're very familiar. Um, so Wait, what I thought ha- Chiquita banana was just a woman that wore fruit on her head. But is that I, wrong? That might be, but that's what the logo is. So maybe oh. that's why your brain's going there. I, I kind of didn't realize there were other bananas besides Dole. Well, and just like you, bananas. Now you know it's like the Trader Joe's ones with no branding. Um, oh, 99 cents per banana. Uh, Sega's them. affiliation with Chiquita was actually a part of a larger overall deal later in the series. So this isn't specific to this game, but along with the with um the release of Super Monkey Ball Step and Repeat, Step and Roll, excuse me, which is uh, the Wii Super Monkey Ball or one of them. Um over 180 million Chiquita bananas had a promotional sticker for Super Monkey Ball for this game that was released. The one on the Wii? Yes. Wow. So there'd be a sticker. I, don't think I, ever, I never played it on the Wii. Um, right? Uh, if know, I did, it was like the GameCube disc that I like shoved in there. Uh, couldn't. Yeah, that, right? that could have happened for you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, know what you played. Um <sighs> But that's it for the first uh, fact, banana loyalty. Uh, the second one I have for you is I have titled Monkey Fam. Uh, the main characters from the Super Monkey Ball series uh, were revealed by Sega to not just be alternate characters, the ones we've talked about today, but apparently they're all family. So apparently no. I – Yes. I guess I, I, Mimi, and Baby are all related, but they're not explicit as to what. It doesn't say that – like I, I, and Mimi are married, and babies. Well, they're who baby. the heck? Are, well, they would have to be married to have a baby. But it doesn't say if they're all like siblings or whatever <laughs> it is. Oh, but yeah. So if if baby is Mimi and I, I's baby, then who the heck is Gong Gong? There, there we are. Yeah, who knows? Maybe Gong Gong's the everyone's papa. Who knows? Um, and on the tail end of this fact, uh, it's not known for sure where I, I got his name, but he does share. The name with a robot monkey in the Japanese version of Sonic the Hedgehog 2's cartoon. So wow. So that could have been like someone, some developer saw that and named him uh, after that monkey. It's hard to say. Every um, time I hear I, I, my brain goes, I, I don't, 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 I, I, I. Anyway, that's all. I would like you to do that four more times because uh, no. that was so great. Uh, that's it for the fact me by your game segment those and were, Alita's those int- were listen those were fun wow i didn't i'm proud of you on those thank you now let's see if i can keep it up with the game recommendations uh amanda as you maybe have heard by listening to the many episodes of my podcast this is my one forced tie-in to the movie call me by your name where i'm going to treat super monkey ball as your army hammer your summer love this flame fling that eventually you're going to uh, separate from and not be together um very sad but i'm going to recommend three games to you based on uh some similarities between monkey ball and these games uh because oftentimes you know in life like you date someone like i've had friends date people and i'm like that person looks identical to their previous girlfriend or boyfriend or (laughs) oh that person's annoying like their previous boyfriend or girlfriend so that's what these are based on, and I have three for you, the first of right. which, and I do expect you to play all of these tonight. Uh, You'll the first, have to purchase them for me. 
Okay, do you fine. own them? I do own a couple of these. Um, wow. The first of which is if you want a new game with fast courses, just like Super Monkey Ball, but far more horniness and anime aesthetic, I'll recommend to you a game that we've talked about a bunch, Neon White. Okay, no, I can't play that game. You know that I can't play that game. Yeah, but I'm recommending it the, to you, so now you have to. The jump from Monkey Ball to Neon White is astronomical skill level. Jump. And you know, you'll get there someday. Um, the second recommendation for you is if you want another uh, course-based game uh, that, uh, that's retro and you still want to be a ball just like oh. this, I'll recommend Kirby's Dream Course for the Super Nintendo where it's basically like golf, but Kirby's the golf ball. Yeah, and he rolls around levels, and you shoot him around. It's, it's really fun. Um, and lastly, is if Amanda, for some reason, you just you're tired of monkey balling, you want more monkey punching. Mm. That's what you want. I'll recommend a game called Monkey Puncher. <laughs> I didn't realize it was going to be so on the nose. Is it very very on the nose? And that's your final recommendation. What's Monkey Puncher? Do you I don't that? know a thing about it, but it is a real game that exists. I googled uh, games really? with monkeys in them, um, and that <laughs> you was were the weirdest one. On that found. third one, <laughs> well, I had, I was, I remember telling you, like, oh, I gotta find a good one. Uh, so to wrap, <laughs> you things, nailed it. Hey, thank you. Uh, I'm gonna recap the the picks for us uh, for game recommendations: Neon White, Kirby's Dream Course, and Monkey Puncher. And that'll go ahead and uh, wrap up the game recommendations. And that will actually do it for this episode. Um, we did it. We, you know, they said it couldn't be done, but here we are. Amanda, thank you so much for joining me. This was an absolute blast. Uh, I'm glad that you asked to be on and I'm making that clear for the listeners now. But also oh, uh, I listen, was going to have you. It was you. a big thing. This was going to happen eventually. Um, I was like, maybe he hates me. He doesn't want me on this podcast. And so I had to, I had to just totally stomp out that fear. Um, thank you so much for doing this. This was an absolute blast. As much as we've gotten to talk about, you know, your history with games recently, it was still fun to hear live on Pod. So as we go, uh, is there anything you want to plug uh, on your way out? Any social stuff? Um, I'll leave the floor to you. Um, not a ton to plug. Find me hovering around the LA improv community, not performing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, ask me to be in your shows. I will probably not do it because I'm too scared. Just kidding. Yeah. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, Amanda.tarver. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, but I never tweet. I just lurk. I do nice. a lot of lurking. Um, and the that, occasional I think, liking. Is Amanda Juliet. And you're oh, yes. thinking, where does Juliet come from? That's my middle name. Um, what else do I have? That's it. Okay. Just those two. Awesome. Uh, yeah. well, thanks again. This was a blast. Uh, and I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead. Go ahead. I'll, I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead. I will go ahead and uh, close us out with some plugs <laughs> of my own. Uh, oh, yes. the, the show art uh, for Call Me By Your Game is done by Glenn J. You can find him and the other wonderful uh, art that he makes on Instagram glenn with two n's dot j-a-y uh this show is produced by jeremy schmidt uh you can uh support him by listening to his show video games a comedy show if you don't already it was just his birthday this week so go ahead and tune in to hear him talk about his favorite game uh, f uh from each year starting in 2022 barely talk and counting all the way back 22. see i did that to you you did I've, you've I've infected you me bad at talking um 
all the way back to when he was born in the year 1987. Uh, you can follow me on social media at Connor underscore McCabe. And uh, also check out a very cool, I'll put a link to it if you want, but a very cool article uh, that was just, uh, that came out a couple weeks ago um, by Lifehacker uh, called 12 uh, Essential Podcasts for Gamers. And wouldn't you know it, Call Me By Your Game was included in this list with a, a truly a bunch of shows that I uh, listen to and really like. So it was a big honor. Um, thank you to the people at Lifehacker for including us. It was a complete surprise. But if you want to see that, I'll put a little link uh, in the show notes. And then lastly, again, if you want to support us, the most helpful way you can do that is by uh, considering supporting us on Patreon, where we have a ton of bonus video game content. Almost every day of the week, we have a bonus uh, show come out for you. If you're at the $10 DJ Toad tier, if you're at the $5 Mailroom Toad tier, there's a weekly show that you get. Um, but again, patreon.com slash super NPC radio. And I'm going to go ahead and, and close us out with uh, uh, you know listing all of our patrons and, and thanking them. So thank you all so much for who, who do already support us. It's great. And I'll go ahead and start with two brand new patrons. Can you believe it? Two in a week. Uh, Seth Roberts and Chaz Cheeto, the real Chester Cheeto. Um, also, thank you to Aaron, Burnt Pop-Tarts, Garrett Morlang, Eddie Martin, David Danella, Derek Fushino, Nick Sahoya, Darren Lau, Nathan Edwards, Gabe Valdez, Benjamin Hall, Jonathan Thompson-Wheeler, Tyler Dather, and Mauricio Diosis. That'll do it for this episode of Call Me By Your Game. We will see you on the next one.